pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Biden, bitch, you acting like a tyrant. All you do is keep on lying while Americans are dying. I am a Christian man, so I hope that God forgive me. But I gotta empty all this energy that's built up in me. Let me keep the blunt choke. Hell fucking no. Kiss my ass and walk up on the White House grass and tell you so. No, don't think I'm playing Biden. You should be ashamed. But you wake as you a coward. What happened to say the name, huh? What happened to the USA, huh? All right, everybody, we're back with another episode of the Read Between the Lines podcast. I'm your host, Chris Reed, and we got a pretty packed show for you guys today. But I just wanted to tell everybody, man, everybody thinks that this is easy to do to just get up and record a podcast episode, and it's not. It does take a lot of research, a lot of time, a lot of production. Then you also got to find the time to set aside two hours during a day to record an episode and, you know, get it out for you guys. So here we are finally found the time to do that so we're going to get going with that today so i just wanted to say thanks everybody for being patient uh and uh let's go ahead and start to play the game with today's episode So people think it's morally right for us to be assisting Ukraine, and from a national interest standpoint, the money we have sent them have helped them to embarrass Russia on a national stage like it's some sporting event or something. So my response to that is we are spending trillions of dollars to embarrass Russia, so it's a great idea to have millions of dollars vanish into thin air just so we can say, oh look, Putin and Russia are embarrassing themselves. How embarrassing is it to see photos of him and, you know, Xi Jinping shaking hands and talking about how things are going to change and that the next hundred years are not going to look like the last hundred years. Pay attention to what is going on, people. We have just pushed Vladimir Putin into the arms of China, our greatest competitor on a world scale. They are shaking hands and openly mocking the United States, thinking we are a joke. And why shouldn't they, honestly? Look at us. We're having debates about gender, and we don't know what a woman is. We think it's cool to have Vladimir Zelensky make an appearance at the Grammys. It's just a damn joke. First and foremost, let's talk about national interest. National interest would require that is happening in our nation or it impacts our nation in any way. Honestly, it's not our damn business what's happening in the Eastern Corridor while we have real Americans that are suffering today. If you haven't noticed, it's been nonstop wars that we haven't won. So if you just want to talk about embarrassing... Try leaving billions of dollars of technology in Afghanistan after just ending decades of fighting. That's embarrassment. What's even more embarrassing was China flying immediately afterwards after we evacuated and meeting with the Taliban and officially recognizing them as a government. We had daughters and sons that died in the wars over there, and what did we actually win? Let's go back to the weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and the things we've done all across the world. What do we have to show for these things? I guess we embarrassed a few people while we were sending Americans to these wars to die. We need to prioritize all the issues we have in America. You want to talk about the invasion of Ukraine? 
How about instead we talk about the invasion that is happening at our border every single damn day since Biden took office? This is what I mean when I say America first. We have plenty of issues to solve here, and not a damn red cent should be sent overseas until we fix what is happening in our own home. Let me reiterate something. A country that cannot determine what a woman is should not be going to war with anyone. How embarrassing. If you have a domestic crisis where you are not able to agree on the basic truths such as biology, then you as a nation are not ready to go to war. China is writing newspaper articles mocking America about we don't know what bathroom to go into, laughing about how we still sent the full force of the military to shoot down some goddamn hobby balloon, hobby lobby balloons. If you really think Russia is the embarrassment here, then you haven't really been paying attention to what is happening in America. We have become a laughing stock to countries like Russia and China. Looking even deeper, it is a tragic geopolitical mistake that Russia is not neutral or not an ally with us against the Chinese Communist Party. Donald Trump had it in the right position and was allies with Russia and Putin. The Chinese Communist Party is the greatest threat to American liberty, and now they have basically a built-in gas station with Russia. The Chinese now have more oil reserves than they know what to do with them because of the super-alliance with Russia that the Biden administration has helped create. Please do yourself a favor and really study the pipelines in Europe and realize this is not a sporting event and about scoring points or being able to write an article on CNN saying that we helped embarrass Putin. You need to study and understand the map of the pipelines to realize the threat of the alliance between Russia and China. We are no longer being taken seriously on a world stage. There are clips of the Russian media openly laughing and mocking our American military, and that was unfathomable unfathomable four years ago when Trump was in office. They don't take us seriously, and why the hell should they when our dumbasses are arguing over bathroom signs? Boy, these Democrats think they're pretty clever, don't they? They manipulate Republican racism against blacks to the benefit of their party. So, for example, let's take a look at the George Floyd police bill. It still hasn't been passed, right? The Democrats had a majority in Congress when it was created, and it still didn't get passed. Think about that. When the Democrats were in charge, the George Floyd police bill did not pass. You know why? The Democrats didn't want the George Floyd police bill. So what they did was this what they did was this to manipulate the black community. They waited until the Republicans had the majority in the House, and then the Democrats brought the bill up for a vote. So now when it doesn't pass, they can blame the Republicans for it not passing. Now you see the pandering cycle that I'm bringing before your eyes. Why didn't it come to the floor of the House when the Democrats had the majority of the House? Because they didn't want it. That's the reason why. Democrats stifle anything that benefits black people while they are in charge, and then once the Republicans hold the House, then they half-heartedly enter it knowing it isn't going to pass, and then they pass the racism card to the Republican Party. They force the black community to suffer from the illusion of inclusion. They do this type of shit because that is what keeps black folks loyal to the Democratic Party and the facade of that they're trying to help, but in reality, they are the racist party. That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. So I saw a lady on TikTok, an African-American lady, very pretty, by the way, but she was also very ignorant. 
She asked, why can't white people just leave black people alone? I don't understand how this beautiful black woman can say something as asinine as this. Racist much? So let's talk about white people leaving black people alone, shall we? Let's start with the Civil War. More white northern soldiers died in the Civil War. You know, the white northerners that sacrificed their lives so black people could be free. That was the end result of the war. See, people can debate about whether the war was about economics and about this and that, but who gives a fuck? The result was the Emancipation Proclamation, which a certain white person named Abraham Lincoln was responsible for. Let's talk about the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments. You know, the amendments that gave black people citizenship and allowed black people to vote and gave black people equal rights. Oh, wait, those were white politicians back then in Congress and Senate. Because at that time, there were no black politicians to make any votes in either chamber of government. But you know, maybe these white people should have just left the, left the black people alone, right? Yeah, maybe Lincoln and those fifty and 60,000 white northern soldiers should have just left the black people alone. The white people that helped Harriet Tubman, the white abolitionists, maybe they should have just left Harriet Tubman alone and let her do it all on her own also. You're, you're a fucking idiot. So this next segment, it's going to get a little long, but bear with me, because I'm still stuck on the subject of race, and I have a ton, ton of good points that I want to make. Let's start off with the newsflash. White people in today's society have nothing to do with the past. As a matter of fact, blaming white people for what happened in the past is inherently racist, racist itself. You're essentially just making up an excuse to hate white people. The victim mentality has to stop, and black people can't keep blaming white people for all of their problems. Yes, our country's history was quite fucked up, but it's nowhere close to how it used to be. Oh shit, here we go! It's on! Race war! Race war! Race war! Race war's on, everybody! It's going down! Shit is going down! So let's take a brief stroll through the history of slavery. The first thing you need to know is that slavery was not invented by white people. It did not start in 1619 when the first slaves came to Jamestown. It did not start in 1492 when Columbus discovered the New World. In fact, when the explorer landed in the Bahamas, the native Tiano tribe hoped that he would help them defeat their aggressive neighbors, the Caribs. The Caribs enslaved the Tianos and on occasion served them for dinner. You know, slavery existed in Africa, Asia, and the Middle East. The word slave actually comes from the word Slavs of Eastern Europe. Millions of them, all white, were captured and enslaved by Muslims in the 9th century and later by the Ottoman Turks. Slavery existed when the Roman Empire controlled the Mediterranean and most of Europe through the 1st to the 5th century. You know, slavery existed when Alexander the Great conquered Persia in the 4th century B.C., it was so common that Aristotle simply considered it natural. The slave-master model is simply how the world operated in, that, in Aristotle's days. Slavery existed at the time of the ancient Egyptians 5,000 years ago. As far back as we can go in human history, you will find slavery. Slaves were a major item of commerce. As much as of a third of the population of the ancient world was enslaved. So now the second thing you need to know about slavery. White people were the first to formally put an end to slavery. In 1833, Britain was the first country in the history of the world to pass the Slavery Abolition Act. 
They were quickly followed by France, who in 1848 abolished slavery. Then came the 13th Amendment in the United States Constitution. After centuries of human slavery, white men led the world in putting an end to the practice. Now, this does not mean that white people are better than anyone else, but the purpose of this podcast is to simply provide the truth. No one, regardless of skin color, stands guiltless when it comes to slavery. But today, we are never told about the murderous Persian Empire or the cannibalistic indigenous tribes of North and South America or the heinous actions under the Chinese, Muslim, Mongol, or Japanese empires. Instead, we are taught that slavery is a white phenomenon And like all lies, this lie spreads many more lies. Doing some research, you can find nonsense of how African people lived like kings and queens until white Europeans came and laid waste to their paradise. This is a fantasy and not reality. The truth is, Africans were sold into slavery by other black Africans. Whites didn't go into the interior of Africa and round up the natives as the the story has been told. They waited on the coast for the African owners to bring their own slaves to them for sale. The reality is that the lives of African Americans actually had very little value to their African ancestors. Now for point number three. If you think slavery is something that is all in the past, you're wrong. There are some 700,000 slaves in Africa today. That's twice as many slaves that were ever brought to the United States. Child soldiers, human trafficking, and forced labor, these are the same conditions that still exist in the same region of Africa where the slave trade originated. African people are still being sold today just as they were being sold then. And no, they are not being purchased by any country of white descent. Slavery, by definition, is exclusively practiced today within non-white countries, but we hear nothing about that. Why don't we hear about this or white people being the first to officially end slavery? Because our so-called leaders, both black and white, wouldn't profit from it. Black victimhood is very profitable. It elects politicians and funds racial grievance groups such as BLM. If black people began to see themselves as partners in the American dream, if they embraced the patriotic spirit, then the race hustlers would be out of business. We, the people. When you're a real American, you don't wait for things to just be handed to you. You make it happen. Be a patriot. What are you waiting for? We, the people. All right, I got another rabbit hole that I want to go down. Why does the public education system not thoroughly teach the Declaration of Independence in America? They talk about all the fluff around it, but they will not dive deep into it. They do this because it clearly states it is the people's duty to overthrow a tyrannical government. Therein lies the entire purpose of the Second Amendment. It's not about anything else. Our Second Amendment is so that we can be well armed in the unlikely event that we ever have to 1776 again. Our founding fathers had literally just fought a revolutionary war, and they understood the value of the people being well armed. In fact, a little history note again for you. The battles of Lexington and Concord that started the Revolutionary War, those were fought over munitions depots. Lexington and Concord are where the colonists stored their weapons. And the British understood that if the colonials were well armed, then they had a problem on their hands. They tried in the middle of the night to take the guns, and that's where the infamous the British are coming came from because the colonists had a system set up because they feared the tyrants would come and try to take their guns. 
Well, does that sound a little familiar? Does that sound like anything that we worry about today? This is why they don't deep dive into the Declaration and the Second Amendment in schools. Because if they did, young people all across the country would hear and read the grievances of our founding fathers, and they would say, these are the exact same grievances I have today. History is circular, and it just repeats over and over and over, and we are not that far off from history repeating itself again. So now you got all kinds of clowns talking about banned guns. Guns are bad. They're causing all shootings and mass deaths, blah, blah, blah. Let's look at this ignorance. In 1886, a person could walk into any gun store and buy a fully automatic weapon. Were there more or fewer mass shootings across our country when people could buy machine guns? I think we all know the answer to that, but we still weren't having these problems because it's not the guns. It's our core values that have plummeted. The left has been chipping away at our rights for years. They've also been chipping away at our core values. In 1960, 61% of black Americans were married. Today, the number has plummeted to 30%. You know, I was raised in a household where we ate dinner together every single night. And actually, in my family here at our house, we still do. My family was heavily involved in my education. We said the Pledge of Allegiance before school started. You know, because of the because of these values, I graduated from high school and now have what I feel is a successful career. A recent Wall Street Journal survey came out and it confirmed the decline of our core American values over the course of the past 25 years. You know, the question was posed was what values are viewed as very important? Patriotism in 1998. 70% of those surveyed felt it was very important. Today, the same question about patriotism, only 38% think it's important. The question of a religion. In 1998, 62% of those surveyed felt it was important. Today, only 39% feel it's important. Having children. In 1998, 59% of those surveyed said it was important, to, compared to 30% of the people surveyed today. How about community? In 1998, 62% of the people thought that their community was very important. Today, only 27% of people think that their community is an important core value. The guns haven't changed. The guns have always been available in the United States. Our society has changed, and it has changed drastically, in my opinion, for the worse. So now we come to the question of we need to get rid of guns because that would make it much harder for a person to com commit a mass murder. Well, in 1995, Timothy McVeigh, he killed 168 people in Oklahoma City using a bomb made out of fertilizer, and there were no guns involved. September 11, 2001, almost 3,000 people were killed using airplanes. No guns were involved. In 2013, two brothers detonated a bomb made out of a pressure cooker during the Boston Marathon, killed three people, injured hundreds, and it included 17 people who had to lose limbs because of the bomb. No guns were involved. How about in 1993? Six people were killed and thousands injured when a bomb was detonated at the base of the World Trade Center. No guns were involved. In Brazil, a man jumped the fence of a daycare center and killed four innocent children and injured five others with a hatchet. No guns were involved. In 2016, a man drove a truck into a crowd in France that was celebrating a steel day. 84 people were killed. No guns were involved. See, 
The point is, it's not the weapon that is the problem, but the problem is the heart of the person and the mind of the person who's holding it. More people actually die in America from knives, axes, and blunt instruments than they do from guns. And you want to sit here and talk about AR-15s. Handguns are actually the most commonly used weapons in gun violence. But everyone wants to get rid of the AR-15s because it's a scary gun and it looks like a military-type weapon. It's not, and it's no different than any other semi-automatic rifle that's out there that's used for sport shooting or even hunting. You want to focus all of your energy on banning the gun, and you don't want to look at the actual person carrying the weapon. I find it interesting that whenever it's a police officer who shoots somebody, the police officer is responsible, and no one ever talks about the gun that he used. Alright class, class, settle down, settle down, it's time for everybody's favorite award, this episode's Bag of Dicks winner. Well, we had plenty of contenders again this week, but one stood out from the rest. A couple weeks ago, Donald Trump went on CNN to do a town hall, but every time he attempted to speak, the hostess interrupted him. That hostess's name was Caitlin Collins, and she is the winner this week. Every time Trump attempted to answer her questions, she shot him down and interrupted, so I'm confused as to if the town hall was for Trump and to hear what he had to say, or if it was there to hear what Miss Collins to get her input on things. So for this, Miss Collins, you can enjoy the episode. this episode's bag of dicks. So maybe your mouth will be full next time and you can shut the hell up. Suck a dick, eat a dick, eat a whole bag of dicks. Suck a dick, eat a dick, eat a whole bag of dicks. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. And we'll be back in another couple weeks with some more knowledge and some more bags of dicks to hang out, some laughs, some more seriousness. So... Until next time, people, stay alert, stay vigilant, and as always, read between the lines. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God. One nation under God. Indivisible liberty and justice for all biden bitch you acting like a tyrant all you do is keep on lying while americans are dying i am a christian man so i hope that god forgive me but i gotta empty all this energy that's built up in me let me keep the blunt choke hell fucking no kiss my ass and walk up on the white house grass and tell you so no don't think i'm playing biden you should be ashamed but you ain't